all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. Three blokes catching up over a can of three. So many things that we cannot wait to see. Do we like cheese and Pinot now that Wetzel chose to go? Or with a sieve and some Frenchman, can the pretzel raise his dough? The defending champ signed Dalla the Dover. Mo Harvey's still the next star, but will he supernova? There are makers and hunters and cooks for the kings, but will it end up in championship rings? Harvey's floating around again. He'll be picking rolling with Big Juke Reef and two blokes named Froling. We love Big Will that thrills and Kai Soto from the fills and Big Zim on the rim with Machado feeding him with a bullet spear force with Sobe and Tyrell. When the law's headed west, only time will tell. So without further ado, we're back for MBL 22. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy and sad to say, but it's our last pre-round pod for the year, for the season. That's it. So we... That's it. One more round. Don't know if it, how, how sad I am in particular, oh. but um, no, very much I'm, I am sad, but we should just lay out what we're planning on doing. Boydie, you're still in... Queensland, mate. So mm-hmm. we're going to get this uh, podcast out over Skype. But for our big end of season wrap podcast, we want to be in person. It's all about yes. three blokes catching up over a can or three of coffees. Um, yep, a couple of coffees. And we very much want to do that when Boydie returns. So that's looking mid May. Is that right, Boydie, at the moment? Oh, yeah, look at the moment, unless I win Tats Lotto. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he does come back, if he does come back. If I win Taz Lotto, I'll fly you guys up here for a for the last pod. We'll record it up here. Uh, sounds good. Sounds so, good yeah, sounds good. So that's that's when the end of season recap will be done. And the good thing about that is it probably gives Banksy enough time to cool down because he's a bit mm. grumpy tonight, Banksy. Oh, How God. you doing, mate? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm hanging, guys. I'm in ninth <laughs> place. I just want to no. stay in that top ten, and no. uh, we'll go through it. But it's it's not it's looking grim. It's not looking great. Oh, uh, just so you know, just so you know, Banksy, we've been we've been really proud of you this year. You know, hanging up there, you've been you know at one stage you're first for the for the universe, etc. But just just so you know, if you drop out of that top ten, you're not only letting yourself down, you're letting us down too. Yeah, and it's a, lot of, a lot of pressure. I'm just going to have to look this up. I'm fairly certain Bordy's top finish was an eighth. So, you know, got to do it. You have the Oracle to do remains. It. That's I was right. Getting a bit, I was getting to be worried I was getting kicked out this year, but now now I'm, I'm a bit more comfortable with that. Knowing yep. that the, I still might retain my place as the highest ever finish of the basketball blokes. Yeah, and I regret bringing that up already. Um, <laughs> and how, how far off seventh? So let's have a look. About forty, about forty points. Oh, okay. okay. Right. I, I don't like your chances, Banksy, as we'll discuss mm. <laughs> throughout the pod. But um, yeah, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I said I was loving basketball again. Um, had a really good week, finished third or fourth for the round. Um, but then I had to witness my Southeast Melbourne Phoenix get destroyed yeah. by the one and only Jack McVeigh of uh. all people so it's been a roller coaster this week that had me down a bit um but as you guys know um i'm getting some work done on the deck i've got a long skinny deck at the moment and tomorrow i'm going to have a big deck i can't Mm, believe it so there is nothing that can get me out of my happy mood at the moment 
right? Definitely, definitely an improvement in girth. The Injury Report with Dr. Boyd. All right, and uh, yes, the last uh, Dr. Boyd update for the year two, so obviously um, he'll probably be going on stress leave after the amount of work he puts into this every week. So, um, and some big ones this week, um, J-Mart and Jalen Adams out for Sydney, at least game one, where we are, uh, Sydney have tweeted earlier this evening. Oh Glover comes back in. Yes, I know everyone's sort of like, what? Everyone's lined up their team. They've had, you know, if you're lucky enough, you've had J-Mart, Jalen and, and Cooks, the three big guys for Sydney there the last couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, it doesn't look good. And, I mean, I'm a Jalen owner myself, so. Mm-hmm. There goes my good mind. mood. Well, and, and this is what hurts for people like myself brought in J-Mart last week. If last week wasn't bad enough, and the only reason I brought him in was knowing he had the double in the final round as well. It's a, it's a bit of a slap in the face, isn't it? Yeah, it look, is. it has. It is, and, and it hurts. But look, I kind of feel like it's been happening all season with different players all over. I know we've mentioned this to death, I think. Um, I was just mentioning to Benny before Banksy got online here, like a couple of weeks ago, I had the decision to make to drop Machado or McCarron. And I dropped McCarron thinking, you know, because he was more money and he was going to be sitting on my bench for a couple of weeks when they had those two singles in a row, um, but then finished with the three doubles. So, you know, but Machado had the doubles all the way through. Next minute, Machado got injured. <laughs> You know, it kind of threw all my plans out. Um, and I was, you know, if I had a, you know, swapped that decision around, I think I would have been possibly pushing into the top 20 now. Um, so, it, look, it's been happening all year. It's one of those things that you've just kind of got to get on with it and roll with the punches, I think. Yeah. Um, I do and, remember a podcast that we did when we got the, the last schedule drop. And mm-hmm. we sort of went through position by position of what, yep. what are our rules, right? And, you know, it was... Uh, in the last two rounds, oh, it says, oh, firstly, Zimmerman was the perfect backup all season. Oh, Machado yeah. was yeah. the perfect point guard, um, value point guard to roll with. And uh, I think we had uh, Cooks in there, who obviously missed as well some time. Um, and we said that Jalen, of course, was a must-have. Oh, uh, so, course. yeah, we're, we're, on, we're we on, the, on fire with the, the curse. We got the royal sampler there, so that's good. Um, um who, Some options. Who's going to benefit, though? Oof. Well, I know, um, Adams missed, when Adams missed early in the season, Glover averaged 25, Bruce and Bawali were averaging 20. So it's a shared think, load kind of deal. That's right. It? But Glover coming back, um, I mean, this is his first game back in how many weeks? Is Bruce still out? He's back. He's back, is he? Okay. Mm-hmm. So Bruce has been out for six, seven games. Glover's been out for a couple of games as well. Um, sorry, I got those two confused. I thought Glover was the one that was been out for a long time. Um, so Bawali's probably the most fit out of those three guards. You yeah, think? he's had you the think? most run of recent. You might, to be honest, I'm hoping my boy Ian Clark gets a bit more of a run. <laughs> yeah, as you would. Yeah. Um, yep. As an old, as a, as an owner, um, that I once again I had to live through his uh, DNP for not this round, just gone, but the one before when I brought him in as my. Uh, I thought it was going to be my smart little little benchy play, and it didn't work out that well at all. Um, so yeah, so, I guess with those guys, that'd be those three. But it's it's kind of hard. I wouldn't be playing you. You wouldn't want to be playing any of those three unless you absolutely had to. I think mm-hmm. um, I would probably be just staying well away from those guys. Look, you could almost 
start someone else, one of the head honcho guys, um, premiums almost, and you know you might get that 40 or 50 possibly, depending on who it is, anyway. So I wouldn't be bringing one of those three in, to be honest. And what about J-Mart? Obviously, if he's out, we know that Cooks is the probably the number one beneficiary and you can pretty much lock him in for a, a double-double if he plays both games. Um, anyone else, though, that's going to benefit there, I guess? I like Benny's choice here. Benny? Look, the maker. The Ooh. tour maker. Got to make sure you get the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is probably going to play 30 minutes if J-Mart doesn't play both games. Um, So advanced, our advanced stats, he's going at 1.5 points per minute, which for a player comp is the same as Yanni Wetzel. So potentially if you've got a Yanni Wetzel that you need to trade, as we'll discuss in a moment, um, someone like Maker could be a real point of difference. Um, I understand that uh, in Banksy's final this week, he's coming up against someone that already has mature maker so oh, yeah. just to just to rub the salt into the wounds there um in the only final that he made it through as we'll discuss in a moment but mm. um yeah that that was my first thought um of amongst the kings um who would benefit of those but um there's another another injury which is just uh getting me in a bad mood again despite my big deck getting built tomorrow but yeah <laughs> carry on dr boyd so decile um, related it, it might be Dessel. Yeah. I don't think it was Dessel related. It was like uh, a double ankle sprain, though. It was nasty. It, did. it, it, looked, it looked nasty. And to be honest, um, I mean, Lockie Reed has recently tweeted this evening that uh, this man is still currently in a moon boot, a.k.a. Uh, moon boot, Maddie Banks, a.k.a. moon boot. Uh, who was it that year? Magne. 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 Oh, oh my God. Vic Law, Vic Law is uh, is definitely a, a bit of a dangerous one. Could be out. Um, well, look, doesn't look too good anyway. Um, you see the tweet. I think we retweeted it earlier this evening, so you can jump on and have a bit of a look if you would like to. Um, so yeah, that's another risk for owners. Obviously, they're on the double. Uh, a lot of teams might have had him um, lined up with how their schedules finished the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, it's obviously not good yeah. for fantasy owners, but that's a massive hit for Perth if he either goes in. He looks done. In the, yeah, he, he, he does. Currently 24% owned or 23.7% owned. So there's lots of teams out there with him. Um, yeah, and I mean, Perth looking dangerous uh, for them uh, because obviously he's been their number two guy. I think he's in the top five scorers in yep. the, he is the third, season. I think. I think he might be third in Cotton's first, isn't it? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, he is. So, on. That's huge for them. Um, I mean, options, you know, we t- we've talked about these options before at Perth. Um, you know, we saw, uh, could you see uh, Travers now playing? I mean, he's, he was almost running the point at times last round. Could you see Travers now manning that four spot? That was his role last year, wasn't it? So Yeah, that's it. So um, you could see him. Um, does Hodgson get bulk minutes again and does his production um, pump up like it did. I think he had a. He was one of the better players of the round. Couple of thirties, um, which is good. Yeah, for a couple of thirties. So, which is pretty good there. But would you be taking a risk on him? Probably not so sure about that. Um, mm. 
But, I mean, they've got everything to play for, Perth. They need to basically win both games to make sure they make finals. I guess they can make it still with only winning one, is how I understand it, possibly. And if you take anything out of that fantasy-wise, it's probably that Cotton's almost must-own this week. He's going to have a, a lot of that work on his shoulders with Law out. So He does. Scored a, he had a 70 last game. Yeah, he, he is, but there's going to be so much more, I mean, um, defensive structure around him um, now. Like the other, the opposition are going to be basically, you know, knowing there's only one real main target to them now. Um, it's a tough one. And yeah, and the one that always gets me with Cotton is he's just so highly owned as well as, as a percentage. And if you're trying to make up positions or, um, you know, unless you know for sure that the person you're playing, say you're playing in a league final, the other person's got cotton, then maybe you just chuck cotton in there and re- rely on your other points of difference to get across the line. But if you're like me, you have got no league finals to play for, you just want to try and jump as many positions you can. I'm thinking about, I'm probably going to fade cotton um, because he's 25 or something like that percent owned. Um, you know, so one in every four teams has him. Um, and I'm Can you gonna, realistically see him having actually, a four-week he's, he's 47% owned, should I say. So <laughs> almost one in every two teams has him, let alone, not to mention there's lots of teams that you know, probably got made at the start of the year and they haven't been touched since. But um, I'm, I'm going to fade him and just see what happens. Um, and I might even, you know, choose someone else that I can captain or possibly around that. So, um, yeah. He, he's going big. Not bad, Dr. Boyd. Not bad, Dr. Boyd. I look forward to Banksy's captain and see how big Bryce Cotton is going. But can you believe it? Finally getting out of uh, some of these COVID rules. And yet again, Vic Law has stuffed us. But anyway, let's go on to the NBL Fantasy News. NBL Fantasy News. Now, this is all news from last week. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Yanni gone. Um, we'll talk about some lots of big men later on in the pod, so we'll cover off in those options for everyone. Um, Banksy, just uh, contributing to your mood, uh, Hugo Besson is uh, taking off for the draft, and Usman Dieng missed last round as a, he prepares for the draft. So... Um, um- I have I mean, seen trades. I have seen teams with all these three guys oh, in them. Yeah. Yep. I really want to know how you would prioritise those trades and um, what would go into your thought process, blokes. Well, the first thing I mentioned. Sorry, I jump in there. Is I know it's the totally wrong accent and wrong language, but all I could all I could hear when you you were reading that out, uh, Benny, was Gransau, Gransau, Gransau. Um, so who are we who are we purchasing at the grand sale? Who are we selling uh, off first, Franco? Banksy, I reckon Banksy go go with Banksy's uh, Basson. I reckon. I, if I was in that predicament of having all three, I think you got to prioritise who are you can Yarn. actually bring in, and I yeah. think it's got to be Yarny being the high price player, obviously, but also knowing that a lot of guys that are going to go big this week are going to be our big men as well. So I think you've got to prioritise who you can actually bring in, not necessarily who you're trading out, because those guys are likely on your bench from last week anyway. Yep. Um, Yeah, whereas, you know, a lot cheaper Hugo and Usman there, so you're not going to get as much out of them with your trading. Yep, 100%. I'm with Banksy. Yanni goes first for me. It's all about what you can bring in. 
with that trade. I mean, it hurts still, but you might have to leave. Who's who's the lesser um, value out of Hugo and Usman? Still Usman, I think. Still Usman? Yeah, okay. I thought it was touch and go there for a little while. So, you know, I, I think it goes Yardi, then Hugo, then Usman. But obviously that's going to come down to positional changes as well. Yeah. Um, position, sorry, um, as well. You want to make sure that you're getting someone decent to put in. Um, yeah, yeah, hopefully. I kind of, I, I 100% yep. agree. Yanni yep. first because of his big man potential and the price. I'd go Usman next because he's SFPF. I think you can get better replacements there. And then Hugo, probably last at shooting guard. Your bench shooting guard, who are you going to get? Like, if you're not getting Cotton, who it's pretty slim. So, yep. um, for specifically for Diang owners, fellas, I'm one. Yep. I want to know what you think of Luke Travers, um, Dr. Boyd, given that you mentioned him before with the law. Yeah, I think Out. I think yeah, I think he's a viable option. Um, it doesn't look good for Law, to be honest. And I, as I said, I think I think Travis slides like LT slides across into that four spot. They played Norton a bit more. They played Tra- LT at the four. Um, yeah, Wagstaff's probably going to get a bit more minutes as well to cover that load. But I think um, I think it's you know, look, it's it's a bit of it's a risky bisky for sure. But um, I like it. Yeah, he obviously averaged 40 when Fraser was out and um, he got over his dud importitis and he's back and he's uh, been cured by Dr. Boyd seemingly because he had his best scoring game of the, the season. Well done on your treatment there, Dr. Boyd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of don't mind the Travis option for Dieng. Um, now, Banksy, are you actually going to trade Hugo given the, how your team's lined up at the moment or are you going to mention potentially just... I don't think so. Look, at the end of the day, let's say he was playing. They've got the one game anyway against Adelaide. He might have scored maybe a 30. It's pretty on point with what he probably would have scored. You get half those points on the bench. I've lost 15 points if I hold him. So it's all about bringing, uh, maximising as many points on the court this week. There's nothing after this week, so just going to go hard. I'm probably likely going to trade out my Sydney guys because I've got both Jarrell and Jalen and get as good a players on the court as I can that are on doubles. Beautiful. What are your thoughts? You're not, never a Sunday Deck fan, right? He wouldn't be an option. He was one that came to mind for me. Yeah, he's one that I've probably unfairly overlooked at times throughout the season, but, um, yeah, haven't haven't owned him at all this season. But, again, I just, I'd just i rather bring in some of those bigger guns, like, you know, maybe a McCarran for Jalen and a, a big man. Um, well, this is a number of options we'll go through for, for Jarrell. Beautiful. Um, just random one. When you're doing your trades, do you try and spend all your cash? <laughs> Even if you like a player that's a little bit cheaper, potentially, I can't help but try and make sure I spend all of my cash because it seems like such a waste having so much left over um, in the last round. Do you guys think about that at all or are you more disciplined with your fantasy? I, no do. Satisfaction? No. I do, but I also wish I'd actually done that last week because I could have, for example, had JLA instead of uh, Jarrell and would have been in a, a lot better shape, maybe even won some of my league matches last week if I'd actually spent mm. all my cash up and I chose okay. to save some for this week so it can work against you as well, hey? For sure. Um, uh, no, I do not do that. I go player first. Yeah, doesn't bother you in the slightest if you've got cash left. Yeah, obviously it's, it's got to be it's pretend my, money. <laughs> it's got to be within my pay, within my uh, within my um, you know, 
You bench, don't get to keep but, it for um, next season. Yeah, I currently got 360k <laughs> sitting on the bench uh, and remaining salary after my two probable trades. So. Uh, yeah, so I'll just find the most expensive and just go with that. Oh, would you? <laughs> I guess last round's a bit different, as you say, though, Benny. Yeah. Last round, you don't want to leave that sitting there. You can't use it next week, can you? Yeah, so. I'm sicko. I'm just sicko. But could, <laughs> it's funny, us just discussing our trades. How would you be being one of now the top two fantasy oh. teams having to just discuss this with real money, not my pretend money I want to spend, but real money on the line. Um, and how, or you've been there before. Um, how, how would you, how would you really. be thinking? Close enough. No, I really wasn't. I probably blew it two or three weeks, but no, two weeks beforehand, probably. I think it was a tie. I went tie Webster as tie, tie Webster. Um, tie Wesley as a bit of a, um, bit of a smoky and it, and it fizzled out. didn't work. So, um, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, look, I think oh yeah, there's only really the top two teams. I guess the third team is like within the shot. They're only 100 points away. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a bit of pressure on them both now. There wasn't. And then all of a sudden... Um, XRM captain a couple of weeks it. ago. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. Oh, that was a, that how was big a, was that? Honestly, that, that, that is what has got cojones. And how's yeah. the... Who won the round this week, can I ask you? I, mean, I know we had our one of our favourites in second um, for the week, but oh, that team that's sitting second at the moment. Yeah, Oof. how's Oof. that for momentum winning Man, the week? Oh, um, Forty. You know, it was. Geez, oh, only a, we had um, the top team win around a few weeks ago as well, so it was like, oh, they're just going to take it away. But yep. that was um, when I came second for the round, I think. Yeah, it was too. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> nope. But uh, honestly, have we have we had a in the overall rankings have we had a finish this close? Normally in past seasons, you know, Liam ran away with it, Denham ran away with it. I think he was four hundred points up going into the last round. It's you know, although we're, none of us are actually a part of being able to win that top prize, I, I think it's actually exciting. There's six points between yeah. first and yeah, second, and I like it. you you got to think of these guys. I mean, if you'd be sweating on every piece of information that's been coming out the last couple of days as to you would have been playing with your trades nonstop, no doubt, reversing trades, et cetera. Then you get the, the Jalen news, the Jarrell news, all this news that, you know, changes your trades yet again. So it's going to be very exciting and it's, it's going to come down to the wire and likely that last game when there's Perth players involved, et cetera. So it's going to be pretty close, but looks. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I couldn't imagine. And, um, it was actually, uh, I think the result was flipped because, as you would have known, I started my day uh, by messaging the NBL and getting a response, and we finally got our finals right. So I didn't want to get stuck into the fan hub too much, for but having to have to chase up on them every year. Um, and they just left the game of the season. Literally the most, like, the pinnacle of Australian basketball. That was amazing. It was. Sydney versus the Hawks. And it just got dropped off fantasy altogether. <laughs> so um, we run five Patreon League finals. And um, I think there was a couple that flipped on the that game being taken out. So it was all good to get the points back on board and then... This morning, I was happy that they finally fixed it up, and uh, we now have our Patreon League Finals. Um, Bordy, if you want to run through a couple of our participants in this year's finals. I can sure do that, and good work, Benny, on chasing 
the our lead contacts up about that um, to get that all sorted because it was a bit of a kerfuffle. Um, League One, Dunny, who's currently ranked 42nd, versus Ruby, currently ranked 23rd, so a couple of the big hitters there. Um, league number two, we had uh, Nath Strem. Uh, he's sitting 18th overall, won a league last season as well, versus Tom Hirsch, who are... Both participants in our uh, oh well that's oh. it and they're both both participants in our uh, NBL fantasy experts league as well that we are gratefully that's it gratefully a part of so um bit of a grudge match there um I don't think Strength is oh yeah Strength beat me sorry this week in the experts league so yes he's in the final for the experts league as well um and I keep going. Go for it, man. Alrighty, Brian Chen, twenty uh, seventh overall. Uh, versus Matt Cook, fourth overall in League Three. I'll go now because okay, go, you, go. I don't want you know you were involved in the, yep. these last yep. two, so you know. Okay. Yep. We've cool. we've got one though, Banksy. Oof. Ninth in the universe, Oof. one spot off the Oracle. Here we go. Takes on the thirty-first ranked Ooh. team in the world in pole, and. And I'm not confident. I had a look at the teams before. I'm and you're gone. <laughs> and oh, and oh, what a I'm, disaster. I'm tempted to, to congratulate Paul as we speak. Um, oh, but um, we've got Alex and Angelo ranked 41st and 34th. Really closely um, contested that one will be, no doubt. But they are the finals. Um, we didn't get you through. Um, Bordy, you were in one of those ones that... You lost on adjustments. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, Paul Heron beat me. Lost on adjustments, unfortunately, but, yeah, that's what it goes. Yeah, and um, we had our experts league that you were talking about. Um, that obviously came through with a very unexpected winner, and uh, then it got updated, and with adjustments, <laughs> one point in it. So, one point flip in, in the experts league. It was... Um, <laughs> A lot of added drama, that's fair to say. But um, Banksy, do your best, mate. See how you go. See if you can get us one prize. And if not, um, we will be giving some vouchers to people. So um, do you want to tell them what schedule they'll be participating with for the finals this week? Failing to plan is planning to fail. It's time for the Schedulizer. All right, so the good news, boys, is that we know the remainder of the season schedule. Oh, wow, um, not hard. <laughs> Adelaide, Cairns, Illawarra, Sydney, and South East Melbourne, as you should well know, are all on the double to round out the season. Um, but look, this week's all about dodging the outs, uh, those being rested heading into finals, although there's some teams there on the doubles. Um, there's no doubt going to be some resting to come, players not playing their full extent of normal minutes, etc. So it's not so much schedule this week, but um, dodging those bullets, no doubt. So Beautiful. Um, we got a question from Watto asking, who is your dream six to start the last round? And for one last time, let's get to the dream team. 11 Hall of Famers. I don't think you can ever do that again at no point in time. If only it could all be the way you might have dreamed it up yourself. G'day, fellas, and welcome back to the Dream Team. Uh, we had an absolute magnificent round last week. Uh, we got eight out of the 11 in there. Josh Adams missed out by five points from Sunday Detch. 
And uh, in the small forwards, we missed Travers and the six-man. Vic Law got injured, uh, so we strike again there. This week, looking ahead to the final uh, round of the season and, and all of the grand finals, it's the big two again at the, in the point guards, Jalen Adams uh, and Mitch McCarron. Ben Eyre just misses out after his uh, amazing performance in Melbourne. Shooting guards, we've got Cotton and Xavier Munford. Uh, small forwards, we've got Cleveland and Creek. Uh, power forwards, we've got Cooks and Pinder. Uh, centres, we've got Reith and DJ. And in six-man, I've got McCall at the moment. Uh, and obviously, uh, Law is up in the air there, what's happening with his injury. Just want to say thanks um, from the community to you blokes. They've done an amazing job again this season. And uh, good luck to everyone in the finals. This group may well be the greatest team ever assembled in the history of team sports. Okay, blokes, we had a very solid week last week for the Dream Team, but we already have an injury this week with Jalen Adams being out. So that shifts McCarran, I think, to the number one point guard option in the Dream Team based on their formula. Um, who we like as a point guard option behind that? What do you think? Who's the best, second best point guard option behind McCarran? Well, Illawarra obviously have something to play for. Um, Tyler Harvey, therefore, is PG eligible. So True. he could be a, a smoky, no doubt, if he lights it up. How do you sit with Tyler versus XRM at the moment? <sighs> what's, your, what's your gut it's feel tough, for you? Harvey. <sighs> Harvey. I just think, I just think in yeah, these think situations, Harvey. I think in the must-win games... Yeah. He's your go-to guy that can light it up offensively. So, yep, got to go the recent numbers too. Harvey's averaging forty-nine over his last three. Uh, XRM's only thirty-eight, and even over the season, Harvey averaging thirty-five compared to XRM's just shy of thirty-one. So, I think you just got to go with the numbers there. To be honest, beautiful. Um, I'd probably have Tyler in as well into the dream team this week. So, can I, can I put uh, a smoky in there? Uh, yeah, sure. Shout out, shout out to Ben Air. Surely. Ben <laughs> um, Air Jordan. Bloody Jordan. Um, so coming off a 78 uh, last round, so um, in one of the games. So, um, yep. yeah, why not? 78. Risky, risky business. Just go for it. Yeah, and, look, if, you, if you're ranked in the 500s, surely you're just bringing air and making your captain as a mark of respect. I think that's, yeah, I reckon that's, I reckon that's a great idea. But um, just... With Ben Eyre, I thought, wouldn't he just be the perfect person in a couple of years' time for guess the game logs? I oh. averaged, you know, I averaged 22. I played for Cairns. I top scored with 76, and then everyone would be like, bing, bing, bing. He's almost probably become a little bit of a fantasy, um, you know, we'll remember that game from a fantasy perspective for years on out, I think. Seeing um, some highlights of that game, that's not, not, that's not, this is not the last we'll see of Ben Eyre, I think. Hopefully so, so man. Double double. Ben ten assists. Good oh, on him. Did, did you even see him take it to um to Chris Goulding? He made a drive to the rim and Goulding politely handed the ball back to him in his lap. And um, did you see that he got up and wanted to take CG forty three on? Uh, was very Don't much offended. <laughs> Why not? Don't we all? He's got you know that kind of head on him, CG. He does. 
sometimes and attitude sometimes too. Look, I don't know if we've got any Ben Air questions, but let's have a look through as we go to the fantasy full court for the last time this season. Need an adjudication on who to trade in this week? How about a ruling on who to sit or start? Let's see who submitted their case for judgment in the fantasy full court. Now, Banksy, it pains me to say that our first question comes from the number one Matty in the world at the moment, despite how well you've gone. So he's actually given us a bit of a list this week, and uh, he's actually finished that list with a statement saying he wants the whole segment. So it's a bit of fair few questions that we've got here. Um, but given that he's fourth in the universe, we've mm-hmm. decided this week he can have his own segment. Let's go. And now it's time for Matty's questions. All right. Lovely. Who is your one must-have player at every position going into the final round? Who are we going to go by one by one or we're just going to do it? Do it however you want it, mate. Who would you hold on a single out of Franks and JLA? Who is your ideal point guard combo now that Jalen Adams is out with illness? Jalen Adams' demise means you can only bring in one of Reef Cleveland. Reef or Cleveland, which one? Why don't the Wildcats wear their yellow jerseys more? Why is the sky blue? <laughs> Am I ever going to see your face again? No way. <laughs> All right, let's start off with Maddie's first question. I Who think Maddie, Maddie should just hand us his login, to be honest, with all these questions. Yeah. Yes. Who is your one must-have player at every position going into the final round? So we'll refer back to the dream team, I reckon, and I'll, yeah. but I'll just get you to see if you'll make any changes to that. Um, so point guard, anyone yeah. going against McCarron? Nah, I think McCarron's the one you want. Seems pretty safe. I think. Shooting guard, fellas? Cotton, I think's the way to go. Interesting, I think, at small forward. Are we sticking with AC? Oh, I think AC. I think the Cleveland... Cavs, right got there, some, I reckon. Got a lot well, to play for the Hawks. I kind of feel like Creek's got a bit of a bone, a bit of a chip on his shoulder this last round. So I wouldn't be surprised if Creeky pops out with a with a hundred round. Cleveland yes, all day, just um, on Creek. Mm-hmm. Listen to the presser because I was worried about him potentially yes. missing. Yep. Um, and the, listening back to the press conference, he did say that um, after the last game, bloody Jack McVay. He got the group together and he said, we need to put on a show to put pay respect to the fans who paid, made sure they paid their hard, hard earned and that they get their money's worth, essentially. Yep. So um, Creaky versus Adelaide is always, always mm. something always that you for. highlight. Um, I'd still go Cleveland, though, just um, to bounce back, hopefully. He's I been think I would always. Yeah, I think, look, I think he's the safer pick, but I just think I've just got a little bit of a hint that um, I've just got a little bit of a suspicion that Craigie will go off this round. But anyway, um, Cooks, I think, no doubt. Yeah, power forward, I agree. Yep. Um, Reith. Senna's interesting, I reckon. Yeah, I think Senna's the one where you, it's real. Like, I, I even looked at that Reith DJ um question myself um well this is a good yarny option so let's let's just sort of tie this all in i reckon so looking at the centers for yarny or the best possible play you can get at center 
Wreath, DJ, I think they're the two, right? Yeah. I think they are. Banksy? Yeah, I just personally think Hawks got more to play for. Wreath, outside of foul trouble, should be playing big minutes realistically. They'd want him in form heading into finals, no doubt. Um, yes, yep. DJ's been putting up big numbers, but will he get a little bit of a rest, um, particularly in that second game? There's nothing to play for there. He's had a big year, no doubt. He's played a lot of minutes recently with Bearstow out, et cetera. So I think, personally, Reith is probably the safer option. But who knows? Yeah, Reith's numbers against Perth are not good, but I'm assuming he'll go okay without Vic Law there. So I'll probably just give the edge to Reith with all those things that you mentioned, Banksy. DJ does kill South East Melbourne, though, averaging 58.5 across the year. Ideally, you want them both. I think that that would be a good way to go. Um, and we'll skip six-man, Boyd? Yeah, we don't need six-man. McCall's the one that's in there in that dream team, which he probably comes into that argument with um, at the small forward position, you would think. Uh, who would you hold on a single out of Franks and JLA? I think they're both risks. <laughs> um, yeah. With what's going on. Um, so a bit of a tough one. What do we think with JLA? Um, I I think he'll certainly play. Yep. Um, yeah. I should like have, we've should sort of highlighted, he's, he's sort of, I think personally been rested over the past couple of months because – that's He's only point. playing those those twenty odd minutes a game. He's not playing big minutes like some other guys in the league. So I think he's going to be rested. And I don't think that Melbourne United, there's no need to break something that isn't broken heading into finals either. So I guess there's always that potential with nothing to play for that JLA might play just say the first half and be benched for the second half. So he goes in fresh into finals. But I don't see him rested. How's the schedule look? We're not going to be able to know. Are we with the no. fixture? Not gonna be able to know, but but I think that's a big risk. Whereas I think Frank's, I think he'll play. He played the last game. Yes, he's plays, plays cans, plays, plays cans. Um, yeah, but I mean, we do know what JLA can day can do in a, even a half a game. Um, you know, we've seen him almost have double doubles before in a half a game. So, um, it'll be it's an interesting one. It's it's it for me. It's a real flip of the coin. Flip of the coin. And let's let's not underestimate who United are playing as well. They're playing Tassie. Yep. Yep, um, one of the defensive teams. Yep. Yep, uh, but let's also not underestimate what he did against um, Tassie last time out. He scored 87 points from 26 points and 21 rebounds. So the only other thing I'd raise is, like it's obviously every trade is, we get two per round, right? So what's the price difference? So Franks is worth more now. Is that Am I reading that right? 1.7. Yep. Wow. That's crazy. God, I can't believe I didn't get him in my team. Not the Frank's done. Um, <laughs> so what's Joe? 1.63. Okay. So Much of a muchness. Much of a muchness, I think. If that, on the other side of the trade, helped you get someone better, um, yep, given that it's help. such a flip of the coin, yep. you'd yep. go with that option. Yep, um, probably would. Yeah. We haven't really answered that too well, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, um, no, I like it. I'm answering it. Franks, I'd be keeping Franks. I'm holding Franks too. I'm holding yeah, Franks. I'd be keeping Franks unless JLA, getting rid of Franks, gets you that little, unless there's someone in particular you want to get, and that extra 100 grand is going to get you um, someone better. 
So I like that. I can I can see JLA getting a thirty odd and Frank's getting a sixty. Yeah. Just just based on United aren't gonna want injuries in that second half. So I take it back. You've answered that very well, gents. Thank you. Beautiful. Who's your ideal point guard combo now that Jalen Adams is out with illness? Um I think we've kind of already gone with we, that. We're happy with Harvey. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I think Macker and Harvey. Is it is it is it any other point guards? Munford? Ben Air. <laughs> ben Air. Ben Air. Um, um Munford v Harvey, fellas. Yeah, Munford's the other one. Um, I like Munford's form's pretty good. I like it. I've got Munford, so maybe I'm a little bit biased here. But um, XRM, anyone? Nah, not out of yeah, those two. Does Cookie have? Oh my god, he's got Ian Clark. Okay, no, Munford, I mean Munford's had 49 over the last three and 43 over the last five. I think he's hitting some good good form. Yeah. Um, and as you said, Creek has tried to raise him up a bit. They've got lots to play for. I'm like a Mumford. I'm I'm definitely starting him this round. So um, I mean, I think I you've certainly got you've certainly got something about Mumford, don't you? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, he likes money. <laughs> Doesn't even need to spend it. Saves it all even on his fantasy bench. Um, and just give me the whole segment was the last question, and we have just done that. So that is the end of Maddie's questions. Let's go on with. The rest of the fantasy full court. Banksy, read out Lado's for us. Lado's legends. Question one, there's a couple here. So top PG trading target if we are trading at Adams. So I think we've covered, covered that. Covered. McCarran and Harvey. Number two, who is the best, uh, sorry, who is best to target next out of Cotton, Creek, Pinder, or any of the Hawks boys for a sixth man trade? That's a good one to discuss. So six man, who are we it, sort of if it's ordering not, there? If it's not based on the forty seven percent usage, Bryce stands out. Yep. Yeah. But you, I know Lado's in a final this week, so it'll yep. be uh, have a look and see check what your opponent's got as well. So Yeah, that's what I'd be doing later. I'd be checking out your uh, opponent's team and playing your cards there. Um as I said before, I reckon Craig's due for a big one. But I still think the Hawks boys are pretty good. Cleveland and Reith are possibly 100 candidates. Candidates get 100 points at least this round. Same with Cotton. Same with Pinder, maybe. He's probably the back one there for, for me. Um, and I've been Pinder holder and et cetera for a little while. But um, I'd probably be going prioritising Cotton, Hawks boys, Creek, before you go Pinder myself. I'm bigger on Pinder. I'm Cotton, Pinder, Creek for sure. Um Pinder's playing Sydney with no Jarrell. He's playing Brisbane, who have no centre. So I'm a bit bigger on Pinder. I think you'll like to finish off the season well and, and Cairns to finish off the season well with two home games against centreless teams. So I've got him above Creek. And where do you slot Reith into that, Banksy? I'd be Pinder over Reith. Oh, okay. Jeepers. Um, Reith's just got finals, the finals position to play for, but yeah, go nuts. Yeah, um, I'm similar to Boyd, I think. Charlie Horse, do we think Creek is playing normal minutes considering their position on the ladder, or would DJ slash similar be a op- better option? <sighs> I kind of touched on this made, based I've on the presser. Yeah, I've made my point, Ray Creek. But DJ, if it's a... Um, I just can't have DJ on my team. I had it for like 10 seconds and just I was like, I was I was not happy with myself. Had to take like, him out. Yeah. That giant head. 
<laughs> I think I'm jealous because I've got a big head. As well. So good, for, good for the road trip. Not good for the fantasy yeah, team. Correct. Good for a road trip, DJ. Very important for a road trip, as we discussed last week or the week before, whenever it was. But um, yeah, no, not for me. Let's go, Creek. Thanks, you. I'd like your thoughts, mate. You're not anti DJ as well, aren't you? I'm not anti DJ. Yes, you are. I think Bordy's. I think <laughs> I think Bordy's answers. He's the, he's the most anti DJs of us all. I think. I think there's a lot of biased in your answers tonight, Bordy. It's all Creek. It's all Munford. It's all this Phoenix stuff. I know you want them to finish off the season well, but um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you and say Creek. Oh, really? <laughs> You're not going to say what you said off pod uh, about. Uh, if you want someone to play four quarters. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, well. You can't, you can't even remember his own jokes. Yeah, no, I can't. Should have written it down. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> um, New name into versus, the mix, yeah. Uh, yeah, tough. McCall versus Cleveland for sixth man and spot. Um, tough yeah, that's one. A that's a real toughie. I like Cleveland. They've got lots to play for. McCall, you think, is going to get lots of the ball. <sighs> McCall. More McCall was going, so frustrating going, in that last game. Cleveland. Cleveland. I shouldn't have got rid of him weeks ago when I did. I've regretted it ever since. So, Cleveland. The numbers based on prior opponents say McCall um, from a limited sample size with a 64 and a 48 uh, against his opponents. Um, oh, they all feel like coin flips tonight, right? Um, yeah. McCall's had one good game in his last four. Yep. Like no, he's gone that's what I'm tw- Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland. Yep. Answer's Cleveland. I'm fine Cle- with that. Cleveland rocks. Mm-hmm. TLG. Dash. Sunday Dash or I'm presuming which rolling we're we talking about here. This is start Samson. Surely Samson. What is this um, trade in? Uh, trade in. Six man maybe. Who yeah. knows? Oh, okay. Struggling. Um, I'd go Froling. Oof, 75 last game. I didn't see that. I missed Played that. them again. Was dominant on the O-boards. Mm. No Jarrell potentially this time round um, in a decider. We don't know that for sure. We should probably clarify that. We don't. Yep. He's in the, the protocols yeah, at the moment. Yep. We right. we don't know if he'll be uh, eligible to be out, but you'd be thinking smaller minutes regardless. Um, I mean, you'd go the ceiling of uh, Big Samson, surely. I would think so. I'd go Samson. Last one of the season. Who wants the honours? We've got to give it to our top bloke, don't we? Yep, Banksy. All yours. Dylan G. Is, is Dylan? Dylan, I think, is yeah, in seventh he's, spot. Yeah, he's ahead of you, mate. Yep, that's that's also, your target. That's what I'm trying to chase down to be. This is your target. The oracles. So you read the question. Don't right. give the advice. He's, he's, also, <laughs> okay. he's, he's also Warren's brother. <laughs> First trade is Wetzel to Cooks. Tick. Second trade, Machado. I want to bring in someone to enable me to start Creek, Mumford, or Pinder. So we know what Bordy's going to say there. Um, who would you start of those three at six man this week to go with McCarran, Cotton, McCall, Cooks, and DJ? I like how he's just putting his ever so strong a lineup at the end of that question that wasn't a question. Humble brag to finish oh, that. Uh, <laughs> he deserved that, Dylan. He's ranked mind, seventh. But... He's ranked seventh. I'll, I'll go first since you picked on me in the as you were answering question. I'd probably go Pinder with this one. Good for what? Um, no, Mumford. 
It's not Mumford. <laughs> I thought it was Craig. It? Oh, was it? Oh, okay, we'll no, go. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Just going against your answers to no, the other question. I don't mind Mumford. He's averaging 49 over his last three, I said before. Um, and I'm starting him. I don't have Creek, so I, don't, I can't play him. Um, You're answering yeah, with Dylan. I reckon Creek could get close to 100. I reckon Mumford might get in the 90s. And I reckon Pinder might get in the, between the 90s and 100s. Well, Creek's last couple of games against Adelaide have been in the 60s. So mm-hmm. I know Benny's always over the revenge narrative. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep, definitely not beyond Creek going 100. Your Pinder, though. I think I'll I go. Just, with... I just think Pinder's got the, the better potential to double double. And I think, you know, this doesn't do it every game, but he's definitely shown what... he's got a bit of a ceiling recently with 80s and 70s. And I just think he's got that opportunity to double double against the, the centerless teams he'll play this week. Do you know what really worries me? I um, had a quick scan of the Southeast Melbourne socials at the training photos, just because I saw uh, Creek was a popular question today. Why don't they just put a picture of Creek training? He ain't there from the pictures that I've seen. So, Breaking news. Look, who knows what happens. Like, he has seemed sort of – he tends to do this every year, starts off hot and – Gets uh, slows down as the season goes. Look, I'll just say that if he's playing both games, uh, Creaky probably would be my pick as well. Um, there's so many bullets to dodge. I think we have to trade around what we know so mm-hmm. far, which would be get your um, breakers out, potentially your Kings boys out, and if JLA and Creek rest, uh, we'll see you for. NBL 23. <laughs> nice. Don't mind that, Benny. Um, as always, uh, catch us on Twitter at Beeble underscore blokes. We'll be around all the off-season. Look, we'll be doing some stuff um, probably next week, about a little, probably a little little podcast, I'm thinking, maybe, before we do the big end-of-season one when I get back in the land of Vic. Um, but as always, Twitter at Beeble underscore blokes, on Facebook, Basketball Blokes, and the number one source of NBL fantasy information at www.basketballblokes.com um, with Yanni heading to uh, Saski Basconia. We say Yanni and to all of our other friends and family out in NBL fantasy land, gracias por los recuerdos. Yeah.